Davymat is a patented device that transforms your plush doormat into a secure lockbox in less than five seconds. The Davymat stops porch pirates and unlocks the real freedom of online shopping. It's the one and only doormat lockbox. Forget about remote pickups and stolen packages. Take deliveries safely and conveniently, right at your doorstep, with Davymat. Created by a couple in San Diego, California, who needed a solution and couldn't find a product on the market that worked well enough, so they scratched their own itch. One is an engineer, and one is an interior designer. So they blended their skills to make something that functions and looks great. Delivery drivers use it around the country. They naturally focus in on the doormat, and it's easy to let them know in your delivery instructions or just at the end of the address. It's like a modern-day mailbox. The locker base can be anchored to your porch for added security. It takes up no extra space, it fits large packages, and takes multiple deliveries throughout the day. And you can even easily swap the top mats for new styles. Visit davymat.com and use promo code PODCAST at checkout for $50 off your Davymat delivery locker. Plus, we'll include a free jute welcome mat so you can swap styles. Again, visit davymat.com and use promo code PODCAST at checkout for $50 off your Davymat delivery locker. Hello, Blackout listeners. We are so excited to announce that Season 2 has arrived. Starring Academy Award winner Rami Malek as Simon Atani and Asia Naomi King as Ren Foster. Please enjoy this special clip from Episode 1 and be sure to follow the new Blackout Season 2 series to hear the full episode. This message is for anyone who's still alive. My name is Simon Natani. Well, I guess you probably already know that. Today is day 156 since blackout. And everything has changed. You'd think I'd be used to that by now, but how can somebody be used to any of this? We're currently waiting out the winter near Ipswich, Massachusetts, my wife Carla's family home. You pretty much need your boat to get here, far from other people. These days, that's priceless, especially when your neighbors can turn into enemies so quickly. Because in this new world, the most precious thing a person has is their trust. It took the absolute collapse of everything to show us that. Simon? Oh, sorry, did I wake you? I was up. The kids are asleep. I figured this was about our only time to have some alone time together. Still recording those things, huh? Old habits. Habits aren't so bad. Compulsions, on the other hand. Looks like we need some more firewood. 41 days, Simon. How much longer are we going to stay here? Till the storm passes, at least. You know what I mean. Where would you like us to go? The snow hasn't thawed. It's not like the roads are being plowed. Don't patronize me. I'm not patronizing you. I'm just relaying facts. It's still winter. Yeah, and when spring comes, there'll be too many people out to move. You'll always find an excuse to stay put. And how do you know Madeline isn't waiting for us out there? What if every town we go to has another Madeline there? I'm trying to keep us safe, and it's safe here, Carla. Is that all there is now? Safe? What about moving forward? We had a plan to go south, to look for signs of life, to find- I know what the plan was. Was or is? 
Listen, after everything this family has been through, I know what I'm asking is hard, but we can't stay in this limbo forever. Yeah, it's safe here, but it's not life. I know. What was that? It's just the storm shutters. They've been doing that all night. Okay, that wasn't the shutters. It's the door. Carla, wait. I'm not gonna let them keep pounding away out there. Guys, what's going on? Who is that? Everything okay, Mr. Back in the bedrooms, now, all of you. All right. One, two, three. Oh my god. Carla. Get off of her. Wait, Simon. I know her. We know her. That? Friend. Friend Foster. How did you get here? Doesn't she live in Boston? Boston is gone. Blackout Season 2 is presented by Sonos, starring Rami Malek and Asia Naomi King. Created by Scott Conroy. Written by Jeremy Novick. Directed by Stephanie Abel Horowitz and Jeremy Novick. just gonna let some stranger stay here? She's not a stranger, Simon. She was my best friend. Jesus, she was the maid of honor at our wedding. We haven't seen or heard from her since Hunter was six. Why did she come here? Of all places, after all this time. I had nowhere else to go. Sorry, didn't mean to eavesdrop. It's quiet here. <laughs> Six months ago, I would have killed for some silence. Now it kills me. Every stray sound like a scream in a cemetery. It's okay, Ren. You're safe now. H how did you know to come here? When I left the city, I was like a blank slate. I didn't remember anything. Where to go, what to do. And I remembered you, our spring break trips to this house. I prayed it was still here. Never in my wildest dreams would you be here too. Ren, look, I'm sorry, and I don't mean to be rude, but what do you want? Simon! It's okay. Uh, somebody shows up after years of radio silence in the middle of the apocalypse. I'd be suspicious too. So let's talk about this some more. April 29th to May 3rd, 1992, Los Angeles, California. 63 people killed, 2,383 people injured, 12,000 arrests, and over $1 billion in damage. In a country where racially motivated violence was not new by any stretch of the imagination, why did the 92 riots reach such an extreme? I know the Eastern University subreddit says I'm a hard ass, but let's at least try to participate. 
Okay, then. Rachel, why did everything go to hell in 1992 with so much gusto? Uh, I know there was some pretty significant wealth inequality between African-American and Korean-American communities that caused some resentment. Okay, but we've had economic inequality in this country forever, especially among marginalized groups and people of color. And what about the violence? Why, for instance, was Emmett Till's murder a catalyst for a peaceful, organized civil rights movement in 1955 when Rodney King's beating led to an eruption of chaos in the streets? People didn't used to be so soft. Barrett, thanks for joining us. What do you mean by soft? I'm not saying people don't have it tough, but for the last 50, 60 years, I'd say it's been peace and plenty for the most part. I think Vietnam, Korea, and about a dozen Middle Eastern countries would disagree with you there. You know, see, that's my point, though. We're teaching our kids to worry about everyone else's problems. It's all about feelings now, not facts. People went nuts in 92 because they weren't used to real hardships. Mm. And how much real hardship have you had, Barrett? Was the headmaster at Phillips Exeter very strict? Did the polo pitch get too muddy in the springtime? I'm not saying I had it hard. I'm saying everyone has their cross to bear. We need to stop complaining, accept it. In 1992, people in Los Angeles just watched a man beaten nearly to death and his attackers acquitted. They were still struggling to pull themselves out of a recession while leaders pointed to a rebounding stock market and claimed mission accomplished. We were leaping from one unending military conflict in the Cold War directly into another mess in the tail end of the Gulf War and Iraq. People watched as drugs and crime destroyed their neighborhoods, while the nice rich folk on the other side of town bought BMWs and ate oysters on the beach. What about those crosses? Should they have just borne them? Those aren't concrete statistics. And this is not a statistics class. It's a sociology class. So somebody please save Barrett's GPA and his ego and give us something cogent to discuss here. People felt abandoned. When they saw the king beating, it was the final straw. I mean, why participate in a society that doesn't care about you? Now that is an answer we can dig into. All these issues, war, racism, economic inequality, society faces them all the time, but we don't always face them all at once. Even normal pro-social people, when forced to endure multiple pressure points, will break. The social contract only works because people trust that others will adhere to it. When that trust dissolves, society is in breach of that contract, and society fails. We are a powder keg right now, just praying that nobody lights our fuse. <laughs> and on that happy note, let's call it. We'll pick up Monday. Remember, your term papers are due in two weeks, people, so start working on your extension excuses today. Hey, Professor. Oh, Captain Pella. I didn't realize Boston PD had an interest in higher education. Did you enjoy today's lecture on the social aftermath of police brutality? I always enjoy it when you're the one teaching. I might even need to come back for office hours. <laughs> Lance, lay, no, not in front of my students. What? It's nothing they aren't already doing in their dorm rooms. Well, maybe not these nerds. Okay, real nice. You know what is real nice? Dinner, tonight in the North End. You and me. Some wine, maybe. I've got to pick up Lana from her community service. It's a two-hour drive to the ferry in Falmouth. Kid picked a hell of a place to get arrested. Hmm. 
Her father's influence, not mine. Well, maybe her father should pick her up then. You haven't told them yet, have you? <sighs> I'm sorry, Lance. It's... It's complicated. Danny's still being... Danny's not my priority. You and your happiness are. And I'd like those kids to be my priority, too. But I can't do it until you tell your family that we're dating. I will. I promise. Oh, God. Oh, my God. M Max, what's wrong? I'm so sorry. I didn't know what it meant, what they meant. I swear I didn't. Who's this? Uh, my TA. It's okay. Max, calm down. What didn't you know? What's happening? With the power go the people. We need to get out of the city. We all need to get out of the city. Ow, Max, let go of me. All right, pal, calm down. Don't touch me. Hey, get off of me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but please, please get out of here. We hope you enjoyed this clip. Search and follow Blackout Season 2 on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or where you're listening now to access the full episode and to hear new episodes coming every Thursday. Everyone needs a break from the real world. That's why we played games as kids, and that's why we should play games as adults. I'm Troy Lavalley. And I'm Joe O'Brien. And back in 2015, we started a podcast called The Glass Cannon Podcast, a show made up of comedians and actors playing a fantasy role-playing game. And now is the perfect time to start listening because we just started a brand new story. It's basically Lord of the Rings meets Game of Thrones meets X-Files. Search for The Glass Cannon Podcast on your podcast app of choice. Hey, life is hard, so come play pretend with us. Nancy's love story could have been ripped right out of the pages of one of her own novels. She was a romance mystery writer who happens to be married to a chef. But this story didn't end with a happily ever after. When I stepped into the kitchen, I could see that Chef Brophy was on the ground and I heard somebody say, call 911. As writers, we'd written our share of murder mysteries. So when suspicion turned to Dan's wife, Nancy, we weren't that surprised. The first person they look at would be the spouse. We understand that's usually the way they do it. But we began to wonder, had Nancy gotten so wrapped up in her own novels... There are murders in all of the books. ...that she was playing them out in real life? Follow Happily Never After, Dan and Nancy on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Happily Never After, Dan and Nancy, early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Have you ever surfed message boards for hitmen? Ever wanted to know what the absolute worst way to die would be? Ever interviewed a CIA scientist who studied mind control? Did you know there's a half-man, half-goat who controls a ghost train in Kentucky? Shit, I think we're losing them. Quick, say something normal. Life's hard. Bring some levity to the day-to-day -day hauntings that plague us all and fall face-first into a good old-fashioned mystery with us, Nat and Allie. Welcome to Let's Get Haunted, a paranormal comedy podcast that's guaranteed to scare you almost as much as it makes you laugh. We go deep when researching our stories, like the time Allie commissioned a scuba dive to explore a haunted shipwreck. Or the time Nat went on the dark web to crack a conspiracy. 
we fuck up our internet search history so you don't have to. With deep dives into famous historical mysteries, conspiracies, ghost stories, folklore, urban legends, and much, much more. And the best part? We don't take ourselves too seriously. We're just two friends who love to explore the mysterious side of life. And tell you a little bit about our personal hauntings while we're at it. So, what are you waiting for? Get haunted with us every Wednesday. Wherever you listen to podcasts. Bye! Bye.